Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode. If you're not sure, it is Monday today, Monday the 6th here in April. We've made it to April so far in 2020, which seems like a miraculous feat, I will say. And with us today, I have um, the pleasure of speaking with Paul Ketchum, the superintendent for the Batesville Community School Corporation. Good morning, Paul. How are you? Jody, good morning. I'm doing I'm doing well, considering all the, the stress and, and abnormal situation we're, we're living in right now. But, but thank you for asking. Absolutely. It is a strange time for sure, um, especially probably on your end, because it's April and school should be in session, right? Very strange. You know, we're, we're such a creature of habit in the school world, and every month has different things that we're supposed to be doing. And, and we were just supposed to be back from spring break last week and, and getting ramped up for standardized testing and, and all the field trips and, and things. So we are we are just kind of being fast and flexible and, and kind of writing the story as we go. Absolutely. And, and that's basically how teaching is anyway. You kind of have to be flexible with everything around you and your environment. But last weekend, the governor, last week, the governor, of course, threw at us that school will not be in session in the buildings this year, that it'll be e-learning from now till the end of the school year. So what is Batesville's plan with that? Yeah, you, you capture that perfectly. So our, our plan is, uh, first of all, let me, let me direct any school families or listeners. If they go to any of our school websites, whether it's the corporation or our four building websites, they'll see a large yellow banner across the top of our website. And if they click on that banner, it'll take them directly to our corporation COVID-19 webpage. And on that webpage will be a plethora of impactful information for them. And one of those pieces of information is our revised school calendar. As you pointed out, Governor Holcomb is is shut down, and Dr. Super, the superintendent, uh, Jennifer McCormick, have shut down Indiana brick-and-mortar school, and all learning will occur remotely. And in Batesville, that is e-learning or uh, delivering content on uh, our computer, our devices. So our e-learning schedule is we try to build consistency and structure because we know this time creates a lot of stress on families. Whether you're working from home as a parent, whether you're having to arrange for daycare. So we wanted to have as much structure as we could. So our e-learning platform is Mondays and Wednesdays, we are off school. Those are COVID-19 waiver days. Those days are they, they just don't count. They're not they don't have to worry about anything. You can you can catch your breath. But on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays of each week are our e-learning days. Again, we our our staff has done an amazing job to be impactful, to make it relevant. And it's not going to be an, a burden. We're not going to have parents and students doing eight hours of work, but we do need to continue uh, to facilitate the educational educational process. So on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays through the month of April, and most likely the month of May, we are still finalizing our May plan because, again, as you said earlier offline, this has just been such a fast and flexible situation. Hmm. We have not released our May schedule, but it will will, will look similar to our April schedule. Uh, So, again, three days a week of e-learning and two days a week, specifically Mondays and Fridays, are off. Now, how long in the past had Batesville schools already been been doing the e-learning like has it been several years so that students are slightly comfortable with this is this brand new for your schools yeah that is a great question so i i was fortunate probably seven or eight years ago to be on the initial department of department of education e-learning cadre and e-learning is kind of an ambiguous word and e-learning 
a lot of people associate with inclement weather, snow days. Right. What e-learning really is, e-learning is more so tech integration, integrating daily instruction on technology. And what happens is once we are good at that, and Batesville's great at it, we've been doing it for seven, eight years, you can do that either in front of a, a teacher in a classroom at one of our buildings. You, you should be able to do that at home. The, the barrier sometimes is access to uh, bandwidth or Internet access. And, again, we're very aware that's a stressor for some families, so we're, we're working through that with families. But e-learning is a term that should be associated with delivering content on a device. So, yes, we've been doing it for a while. Excellent. Uh, the caveat is we haven't done it for an extended period of time away from our schools. Sure, absolutely. But they're comfortable with their devices. They're comfortable with the format of it. So maybe compared to other districts, like I know there are districts in southeastern Indiana that don't have e-learning options. So I'm sure they feel like they really had to scramble over the last few weeks compared to maybe what your school system has. Yeah, that, that would be a heavy lift for a school corporation who, who has maybe never done that. But no, we, we've done numerous tests. We've, we've had some practice tests with our teachers, with our students. It should be with an asterisk, as seamless as it possibly can be. But we understand there's going to be barriers. And again, if, if I direct parents back to that COVID-19 webpage for Batesville Schools, you're going to see some contact information for tech issues. Absolutely. Now, to say it for our listeners, there's a couple emails. It's helpdesk, all one word, at batesville.k12.in.us. And then if you have Canvas questions or any other questions, those emails are easily accessible on the website. And I'm looking at that website right now. It's literally right there on the top. So it's really easy to access that information if you have any kind of questions. Great place to put that, by the way. If you just tuned in, we are speaking with Paul Ketchum, the superintendent of the Batesville Community School Corporation. You did mention Internet access. And and still, it's hard to think, you know, we are a world of convenience, but some people still don't have Internet access. What can those students and family members do for that option? Yeah, I talked on one of my videos that, that Ripley and Franklin counties are beautiful places and, and outstanding places to raise families. And they are just, you know, we've, we've grown up here, we live here. But one of, the, one of the potential, if you want to use the word negatives, is there's not always access to broadband at every home. Mm-hmm. So there are ETCs been great to work with. They've put up some hot spots at the Bike Park in Batesville, Liberty Park in Batesville, uh, and, and so there's some locations. If you go again on our COVID-19 webpage, you'll see a link to ETC and they'll lay out those hot spots. You know, one thing, Jody, for our listeners that we're working on this week, we hope to roll it out next week, is we're working with ETC to put some of our lessons on cable, on channel 905. The commu- uh, I don't know if it's a community channel, but it's channel 905 on ETC cable. Okay. And you and I maybe grew up with Sesame Street or Mr. Rogers or whatever. Yes. And we're going to try to set up. We're going to try to set up something similar and maybe on, on a daily from, from 10 to noon, we can have some lessons for kids to access on cable if they don't necessarily have quality internet. Maybe those individuals have cable. And we're also going to work on putting it on the ETC Sports app where there might be some links. So, again, we're trying to eliminate every barrier possible and get people access to those lessons. Very creative. I like how you're doing that. Yes. Um, Thank you. Some of my favorite things from school uh, – I was I love Channel One. I found it very informative. I liked their news format when I was in school. I liked learning about that each day. But that was a school service. It wasn't one that I don't believe I watched that from home. I think there was something similar yeah, you, on PBS, though. Yes, yes. So, you know, again, we talked offline. We, again, I, we are very aware of stressors families have, and and one of the stressors is kids 
losing connection with their teachers or their friends. Mm-hmm. And we want to do everything in our power to connect people and keep those relationships. So we can, if we can get teachers on cable and, and students can see their teachers uh, weekly, I think that just helps frame of mind and helps children grow and feel safe. Absolutely. What is something parents and students, I mean, I think, I think everyone thinks because you go to school for eight hours a day or you go to work for eight hours a day that that is what's going to be the requirement in order to do this schooling from home. And that probably seems a little overwhelming to the parent working at home, working their eight hours, trying to teach their three children. How can those people all cope with this stress? Yeah, that is a great question because we are in our minds thinking school is an eight-hour day, and it is seven-hour day. But remember, parents, a lot of those, a lot of that time is lunch, it's transitions, it's bells, it's teachers taking attendance. There's some downtime. So what we, what we're able to do in the e-learning platform, is strip away all those time consumers and get right into the nuts and bolts of education. So depending on your child's grade. You know, kindergarten's day, kindergarten's day is going to look a lot different than maybe a senior in calculus's day. Mm-hmm. But we've really tried to peel back everything and get to direct, impactful instruction. So realistically, again, you could spend anywhere from maybe a kindergarten an hour or two a day to a sophomore high school, maybe three or four hours a day. So it won't be the whole eight hours a day. And again, we want to we want to work with the students and we work with those parents and not put stress on. But with this caveat, we want to continue the educational process. So, again, we're, we're working hard, and we have worked hard to do that. Excellent. And you made up a good point there that brought on a new question. You know, speaking about downtime, some of that is mealtime. And you guys are doing a wonderful food service option for the community. Can we talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I have to give full credit to our food service director, Berna Meyer, and our cafeteria managers, Jane DeColby, Luetta Harrison, and, and Jenny Meyer. Uh, they are delivering their – well, as school shut down unexpectedly, we have a large inventory of food, right? We have four cafeterias, mm. and we have uh, some students in need, and we have some families who just can't get to the store or their families are sick. So we, we're continuing to provide what's called grab-and-go breakfast and lunch. And unfortunately, due to the COVID-19 kind of ramping up hot spot, we were doing that daily last week. We are just going to do it on Mondays from now until further notice. But on those Mondays, families can pick up meals for all five days. That is so there'll be a lot of Yeah, so there's going to be a lot of food. So, you know, those families that are participating, you might need to make some room in your freezer or your refrigerator. But you'll each student, if you have four students in your family, great. We'll, we'll feed all four. They will get one breakfast, one lunch for five days. And we'll continue that until, uh, until school's out. That's amazing. Very cool. Great job to your staff that came up with that plan. Because um, I know food food worry is one of the top worries right now during all this. Yeah, we're all scared to be sick, but we should, we, we all are told to just think you already are sick and, and try to avoid the world. But um, people have food insecurities, and, and this is different now because now they don't get to go to school. So what a great concept. Yeah, our schools are our hub of our community, whether it's an athletic event or academic event. But we want to continue supporting our families. And again, we, we're very well aware of the stressors. And if right now the economic downturn a little bit or people are sick, we want to provide a platform to make life as easy and as normal as possible and do our part providing as much food as we can for our students. So speaking of normal, there are the people, the seniors. They, they were going to go through a lot of, and, and other 
um, milestone age categories, I suppose. But seniors probably maybe I would say are the easily most affected graduation, proms, award sessions and scholarships. And how will all that look for them or maybe even in the future? Yeah, that's that's probably, you know, there are so many uh, things that happen to families that put things in perspective as far as if someone has passed away or on a ventilator. But again, to a senior in high school, this is probably the most important thing in their life. And again, I'm, I'm aware of that. I don't want to I don't want to diminish the importance of it. And I feel bad. I, I actually feel sad for our seniors as they lost out on those things you talked about, the prom and spring sports and award ceremonies. So as, as today, on April 6th, Mr. Allen and I have talked, and we, we are still holding out. So we've got Saturday, May 30th, still on our school calendar. It's still the only event scheduled uh, as the commencement ceremony. And we're not sure what that's going to look like, uh, but we do want to do everything in our power to keep that date and time locked on the school calendar and see if we can't either. Either the virus takes a turn and we can have a, a limited participation do we do it virtually? Do we just, again, we'll go through a plethora of options, but we want it to the best of our ability, have that graduation commencement in some form and some kind of awards again, but that's to be determined. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see what, what happens. And uh, we still have that date on our calendar. So the seniors know that. Absolutely. That's wonderful. And all the more important for the young audience, if you're listening today to see that if you really want this to happen, if the things that are important to you are getting ready to be missed, you really have to stay and hunker down right now. It's really important. As Maybe you might think it's horrible and boring to be stuck in your house um, or not be able to see your friends, but these are the things that are important so you don't have to. We'd rather see you at graduation than at someone's funeral. Absolutely. We want your, your grandma and grandpa, or your aunts and uncles to be there too. I think as, as, as I look at the data, uh, it just is really impacting our 60 and above families. So I think it's not been as, as and I don't want to diminish it, it's dangerous, sure. but the younger people, it doesn't look like the data is hitting younger people. The younger people can be carriers and they can spread spread that virus. And it's been uh, devastating some local nursing homes and some, some older people, some people with health complications. So, yeah, we need to do our part as school uh, faculty members and students and stay home until uh, until otherwise. Absolutely. Now, I know it's purely hypothetical with scholarships and awards and stuff like that, but is there talk yet so far on how those will be decided? There, there are. Uh, so I'm, I'm part of the Batesville Kiwanis Club. So again, we're, we're really maximizing technology, whether it's virtually or on the phone. Uh, we'll have those scholarship applications submitted electronically. And, and I know that all the, all the entities in Batesville who, who have scholarships uh, probably have already received those, and, and we'll still be able to sort through that and, and award those uh, scholarships. We'll just have to do it a little differently this time, but that's important to us, and that'll be a priority for us to, to make sure we complete those. Well, I really appreciate all the information you have given us today. Is there anything you would like to cover that we missed before we wrap up? No, I want to thank WRBI for being such an important part of our community, and thank you for your time, Jody. And, and I mean this sincerely to any of our students or their family members. Please reach out if there's anything that we can do to help you, even if it seems trivial or you don't know where else to go. We can probably direct you in the right direction or support you. So, again, the school wants to serve our community. So please reach out if you need something. All right, perfect. Well, thank you so much, sir. And 
Good luck with the ever-growing changes that are happening in the environment of education and everything else in the world. Thank you, Jody. Stay healthy.